This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig, here in Bentonville, Arkansas, at the, the Global Office for Influencers Global Ministries. I'm here with our founder, Rocky Fleming. Hello, Rocky. Hey. And uh, <clears throat> we, uh, we're continuing having different discussions about uh, topics that we feel are portent- pertinent to our, our influencers out there. And, and a lot of this just is birthed with uh, conversations that Rocky and I have here around the office as we're thinking about all of you out there in the different regions and even really just things that we're going through here in our own lives and and uh, and I'm always wanting to capture Rocky's wisdom and and uh, so this morning we were having a conversation about uh, one of our guys was going through some stuff and uh, and I it, it was some health related issues and I I had sent it the, the person a text and said something about well the devil's up to his schemes again and and that got us into a lively conversation about spiritual warfare and so, uh, so Rocky, as you know, I, I thought maybe we need to share this with our listeners out there. And, and uh, so let's just talk a little bit about uh, spiritual warfare and our enemy. And, and it's, it's one of our things we do at the very end of the journey is we have one final session on spiritual warfare because we believe our, our people need to be, un, they don't need to be uninformed. They need to know there's an enemy mm-hmm. and he's got schemes yeah. and all that. But uh Let's try to put this into into the context of what you were talking about this morning, but uh, let's just jump in wherever you want, Rocky. Well, I think we have to begin with one thought, Brian, and that is that spiritual warfare is not just something that comes along every now and then, and we see Satan really giving us a lot of problems, and we give him credit for if Satan's really coming at me now. He's really coming at me. We need to get the reality check here. He's coming at us 24-7. Mm-hmm. We have spiritual warfare from the time we wake up to the time we go to bed, and even in when we're going to sleep, because you ever had fitful nights, have you? Mm-hmm. I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the fact is is that we live in a battle zone. I mean, that's what a Christian does when we come to know Christ. We are now operating under the rules of another kingdom. Uh, and we are in the kingdom of God, but we're still living in the kingdom of the enemy. And so uh, the fact is, is that we're going to have that influence coming at us all the time. And it's called the world, mm-hmm. the flesh, and the devil. Uh, we have spiritual warfare coming at us, not just from demo- de- uh, demons and, and Satan. I mean, that's just part of it. But he's created the value system out here, which is called the world. And the world is contrary to the kingdom of God. Uh, most of the time, if you, if you want, if if you feel like you want to know God's direction, if if it anything, it generally goes the opposite of of the way it is normally out here, mm-hmm. uh, because His kingdom operates differently, and because His kingdom operates differently, then we need to operate differently as well. We need to see things differently. We need to see uh, this uh, great enemy of ours. Uh, and see him with respect to what he's capable of doing, not for his character, no, but with the great capabilities he has to wage a war against us in a battle. 
But we need to see him as a defeated foe. He is defeated. And in the name of Jesus, uh, the power of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, all of those things about Jesus cover his family. And we're under that cover. Now, there are many times that we leave that cover and we really get beat up, don't we? We get out on the fringe, we get in, in and you remember we talked uh, some time ago about the of event horizon, mm-hmm. when we'll mm-hmm. get on the edge out there and that we step out and step away from him, that we fall into the territory of the enemy and then we get it beat up. Mm-hmm. And that's where a Christian's really going to see the harassments of the enemy, big time. And it's going to be dark. It'll go into pornography and things that is spiritual warfare, okay? Now, we might enjoy it, but it's spiritual warfare. Most of the time people think spiritual warfare is when things aren't going good for me. Mm. They don't think about the stuff that is enticing them. But surely that's spiritual warfare. When it takes our heart away from our families, our, our marriage, away from our, our relationship with the Lord. Uh, that's the strongest form of spiritual warfare, and most of the time it's very subtle. Mm-hmm. It's a scheme. It's not the real frontal assault that we tend toward thinking. It's that ever-present temptation to allure us away from that um, deep relationship we have with Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about uh, a scripture mm-hmm. that... Uh, that stands out to me, uh, and we'd, we had mentioned that, and we're probably going to read that, but I'd like to, to give a picture before we read that, and that is this picture, that you have a shepherd and you have a flock of sheep, and some of those flock of sheep are real close to him. They're grazing right at his feet, and some of the other sheep graze out away from him, and they're at the perimeter of the field green grass out there. It's away from the rest of the sheep and they're going after some new stuff. Well, guess who's more vulnerable of all the sheep uh, in that crowd? Mm-hmm. It would be the ones that are out there, not the ones that are closest to their shepherd. Right. And with that uh, said, th- there's a scripture that gives us a, a picture of that and you might want to read that if you can. Yeah, you were we were talking about this earlier. Uh, Psalm 91, uh, verse 1 says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And so now, just picture that if you would. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High. There's that shepherd that we're talking about. The sheep that lays down at the foot of the shepherd. So close that they have the shadow of the shepherd falling over them. The shadow of Almighty God falls over his children who dwell in that close proximity with him. And when we are in close proximity with him, we are so healthy. And when we're so healthy, we don't have the fear. We have courage, we become courageous and we become very effective in being able to stand against spiritual warfare. But when we get out on the parameters, and we get away from it, we take our eyes off of the sh- our shepherd, off of our king, and we have it looking outward at the threat, don't we? Mm-hmm. And then when we see the threat, we don't see Jesus. All we see is the threat. Mm-hmm. Well, 
Brian, that's because we're not in good close proximity mm -hmm. Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, because he would make us look at the threat as nothing more than what it normally is. It's just a threat. And that threat operates under the sovereign rule of the king of the universe who happens to be our daddy. Mm. So this is a different approach. Uh, and I think what we were talking about today had to do with more of a, a perspective that you know, this person is really getting beat up by Satan. He's really doing his stuff, this, that, and the other. And, and it's almost like uh, that we're looking at it as at playing defense. Mm -hmm. That we have to kind of hunker down and just take, take whatever he gives us, right? That's kind of a thought process that goes through that. Yeah. But I challenge that. Jesus says that, that he's given us the, the ability to storm the gates of hell. And that doesn't sound like hunkering down to me. That sounds like being very offensive, right? That's right. And that's what he said, go make disciples. He's saying, take holy ground. And we're giving you, he's saying, I've given you all of the power and all the ability to go and do that. And oh, by the way, there's nothing that can get to you unless it comes by way of permission uh, required of me. That's right. And that's what sovereign means. It means he's over it all. Jesus said that in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. So what was he saying? <laughs> he's saying, I'm, I got this. Trust me. Mm. Keep your eyes on me. You know, I'll deal with these threats that's coming at you. But the big problem, Brian, is I think we take our eyes off of him. And we begin looking at the threats, and they become bigger than they really are. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I'm, I'm thinking of how many verses are there about saying, don't be surprised at the painful trial that you're enduring. Uh, consider it joy when you face trials. I mean, how many warnings do we need in Scripture that we're going to face trials yeah. and, and opposition? And look at every one of those. What does it say about them? It says that God uses those to develop our faith, yeah, yeah. right? Develop our character. And, and, and with proven character, you know, this is what God is trying to develop in us. And all he's using those, uh, they're just ways of yeah. God's developing us. He'll let stuff into our life. He'll let trials come into our life. But it will not outdo his sovereign rule in our life. Do we believe that? Right, and and Satan Satan may think he's defeated us, but but he hasn't. God, God's allowing using Satan to teach one of his kids some lessons, I guess. Well, just look at the at the scriptures in Job, where uh, you know Satan had to be get, given permission by God to to bring on the the things that came to Job, uh, and uh, Jesus said to Peter that uh, that that Satan has asked permission to sift you. Yeah. Right. And he said, but after you have been sifted, then you will come out of it. And you will be the rock that we'll build a church on. And so, you know, I just see that as God allowing things. And if God allows it, then we just need to press close to him and trust him. And, um, and he'll overcome this enemy that comes at us that is a powerful enemy. We can't defeat him in, in our willpower or our strategy. <laughs> Uh, we can't do any. We can't. We can't overcome those things as a man. 
but the power of Christ can overcome it, and that's what we have to rely on. Yeah, and I think when you were talking to me this morning, I was really feeling a, more of a position of strength and, and not fearing, you know, no fear. There's no reason to fear that. We, I think that we need to have an awareness of what's going on because I, I, th- I think it, we talked about it, that we, are, uh, we have the, the body, we have the soul, and we have the spirit. And, you know, a lot of these attacks or whatever they are seem to happen in our flesh, mm-hmm. in our body. And he's trying to get to our soul, which is the mind, will, and the emotions. He can't touch the spirit because it's, you know, protected by the Holy Spirit. We're united with his spirit. What do you, what do you make of that dynamic there, inter, interwoven in there? Well, I think we play a part. You know, I, I don't think that the Lord just says that I'm going to do it all for you. You've got to put initiative in. Uh, I think that as an example, when it talks about the weapons of spiritual warfare, uh, a couple of those take up the shield of faith. That's an action, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The sword of the spirit, that's a, an action, isn't it? Those are, those are a defensive and an offensive weapon that's listed in, in spiritual armament, in spiritual warfare. But it requires us to do it. It's not going to be done for us. We have to do it. Now, what's been done for us is the, is the power of the Word of God and the, and the power of the shield of faith. But it also talks about in 2 Corinthians 10 about we're destroying speculations and we're taking captive every thought in obedience to Christ. And that's an action on our part. So, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that uh, a lot of the things that, that, that affect us, that hurt us, is because we've allowed it. We've, it's gotten in there because we have not uh, dealt with it in the area of the thought and in the mind and in the area of of strength, using the strength of God, the weapons of warfare that we're given. We just try to battle it on our own as men by willpower, uh, self-discipline. And, and Brian, I'll tell you, I did all those things. They didn't work. Hmm. I mean, I could, I wore myself out trying to stand against <clears throat> that powerful enemy that just kept coming at me all the time. Felt like I was a one guy in a, in a battlefield and, every, and all, <laughs> all the weapons were pointed at me and all I could do is hold my head down. Well, I was, I was dealing with that in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in weakness rather than in the strength that God had given me. Then I began to understand how important it was for me to move into that shadow of the Almighty God, hmm. to get out from the parameter that I had been living in as his sheep where I was getting hit all the time and then to begin moving closer, 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 closer to him. And, you know, the scriptures say that perfect love casts out all fear, and that perfect love is Christ. So when you enter into that, that relationship we're talking about, that close proximity with Christ, that shadow of the Almighty God, is what we're doing is we're actually moving into the safest place we can be. It could be God's safe house for us. We operate out of strength from that point now. Hmm. We have the power of prayer. And by the way, the prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. Mm-hmm. And righteous means to be in right standing with God. So when we're in the shadow of Almighty God, if we're in the relationship that Jesus is inviting us to, which is an abiding relationship, then we are in right standing. And that means our, our prayers are now empowered. In fact, he even said it in John 15, that if you abide in me and my word abides in you, ask what it will be, ask what you want, it will be done for you. So he's saying your prayers are going to be uh, 
supercharged mm. because of being in that close place with him, being in that right standing with him. And that's what makes strong, courageous warriors is living in that proximity with him. Well, you know, uh, you've, uh, you've had your fair share of health issues. Yeah. And, and, you know, you would be very validated, I think, in saying that be, would be one way that Satan was trying to take you down. People said that, and I didn't agree with them. Okay. And, you know, they, they, they thought, well, you know, I'm some kind of special guy out there, and, you know, and therefore, you know, I'm being trying to be taken down by the enemy. And the reason I don't agree with that is I'm not a special guy. I'm just an ordinary guy. But it was those things that I went through that created a message to me. And that's where the messaging came from is with 16 surgeries and 16 years of pain where a, a leg was broken that wouldn't heal and every time I'd stand, it would separate and I would scream with agony and still go lead a journey group. Hmm. And, and I persevered through that and God was building faith and character, but he was a megaphone to me. He was shouting to me the things that he wanted me to understand that would help me in my walk with him and that, that same thing would help other people in their walk with him. Brian, I think what I went through enabled me to be the man I am now. It wasn't something Satan did, it was something God did. Hmm. Now he could allow it. He allowed the, you know, the, the disease that I had to do what it did. God couldn't have kept it away. God have chosen to kept it away, but you know what? I wouldn't want him to take away something that would enable me to be better for him than I could ever be without it. So no, I wouldn't agree with that. I wouldn't think Satan had his way with me at all. I think if he had, he wouldn't have done anything that would have allowed me to share the gospel and the messaging that we have been sharing the last 17 years. Hmm. Well, you said something to me recently about maybe some recent pain that you've had, and yeah. and you said you, you kind of were talking to the Lord about it, <laughs> and he gave you kind of a revelation about, even just recently, about that. Can you explain that? Well, you know, it's just, again, it's just built on layers of experience with him, and that is these things don't come without a purpose. And you know, Paul had a thorn in the flesh, mm -hmm. and uh, and they don't know what it is. I mean, I saw the uh, the the movie The Apostle, and they had a really good representation of it, where it was an harassing spirit about his guilt that he had for the persecution of the Christians, and that that could very well have been it. And then I've heard people say, well, his his failing eyesight, and he couldn't write, and that was it. And you know, there was always something. It doesn't really matter, does it? what the thorn was, it's the purpose of the thorn. The purpose of the thorn was to keep him from exalting himself too much. But it also was to make him weaken himself so that he would be dependent on the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that's why he said that when I am weak, then I am strong. And it was connected to the thorn that the Lord continued to let him have. And and so, you know, with that thought is that uh, it may or may not be that, that I have a thorn and I'm not exalting myself and saying I got Paul's thorn in the flesh. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying that I wouldn't be surprised that in the last few years of my life that I might have to hobble more. Uh, but 
if it will enable a greater expression of Christ through my life, then I'm all in. Hmm. I'm all for that. But you better be sure to believe it's not going to be Satan that's going to hobble me. Because I'm, you know, I'm submitting to my king. I'm living in that, that place of, of, of the shadow of Almighty God. And, you know, there's another thing. You know, there's an old story. We read about this all the time about when, you, when the shepherd had a, a sheep that was a little lamb that was prone to, to wander and wander off and everything and get killed, that he would purposely break the lamb's leg. And then he'd bind it up, and then he would let it eat grass right at its feet. And whenever they moved to a different pasture or a different place in the pasture, he would load him up on his shoulder and carry him with him. And then through the weeks and months that it took to heal that leg, that, that sheep grew very dependent on the presence of, of his shepherd. Hmm. And, uh, and I see that. I've seen that for years now that I feel like the Lord broke my legs uh, for a purpose and I say that metaphorically although it really was <laughs> but I do believe that it, if it forced me to be carried by him and it created a, a really great love connection and and I think that's that uh, that's what happens when we get in proximity with him we just see how dependent we are on him and how deeply he loves us and, and how we are his kids. And he's not going to let anything happen to his kids that he doesn't want to happen. Yeah. And I believe that. Yeah. And I think that's where we need to go with it when it comes to spiritual warfare, too. Well, you, uh, you said something to me when you were recounting this experience with the Lord. You said something about that he said, Rocky, we do a lot better. You and I do a lot better when you're dependent on me yeah. than when you're out self-sufficient when you don't need me as much oh yeah and you said well okay if it takes me having a little bit of pain or whatever it is so that i'll be more dependent i'll, I'll take it yeah and, and you know i will and i think that the, that pain is pain it hurts but listen we got temporary pain here brian you know we got i got a lot less years than you do maybe maybe <laughs> if we're looking at the mortality issues yeah and so I can see the end of the finish line. It might be 10 years or maybe a little longer, maybe less, but I can see the end of the finish line. And even though you, you're running a marathon, as an example, and you got blisters and you got, you got legs that are cramping up and you got everything that's hurting you and it's, your muscles are burning like crazy, but when you get toward that down, you know, in the, on the last 10 miles, last five miles of that 25-mile marathon, then you began to really have the greatest pain as you run hard to finish strong and, and finish that race. And it's, a, it's the same way here. You know, um, if, if we, if I uh, feel like that in these years, my purpose is to take my leisure, uh, nurse my wounds and just make it to the end, I feel like I'd be wasting my life. So I believe that uh, this pain can be turned in something glorious, uh, and that is to worship Him with it, to praise Him for it, and to listen to Him through it. Mm. And He'll get His glory. Mm. And it'll be over with me after it's over, and then it'll be all about heaven then. And there will be no pain there. 
Do you think that immobilizes Satan's ability to whatever he's trying to do, if he's part of it? Does that kind of immobilize his power? Well, mo- we, we mobilize Satan with fear. Yeah. Uh, but we debilitated him with, uh, uh, with our relationship with Christ, mm-hmm. our faith, our trust in the Lord, our, our walking with him. And, you know, I, again, he's a powerful enemy, and I, I can get beat up by him uh, easily, no, no doubt. But if I get into the shadow of Almighty God, then he's got to come through him first. Mm. And I don't think he can mess with him. Mm. He won't mess with him. Well, he's you, messed with him before he lost. Right. And you used two examples, the one where uh, Jesus told Peter that Satan asked permission to mm-hmm. sift him, and then you alluded to Job, yeah. who, uh, if we know the story, Satan had to come to the throne of God and ask permission yeah. to mess with Job. He couldn't do anything until he asked permission. Well, look, you know, those are people that we read about in the Bible, but we have 2,000 years of lives that have gone through pruning, who've gone through discipline, who've mm-hmm. gone through sifting. And every one of those things that help us to learn to walk with Christ and to serve Him. The discipline is to get sin out of our life. The pruning is to help bear more fruit in our life. And sifting, when that comes along for some people, is to prepare them for greater ministry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's intense. Mm. It, it, it pulverizes us. It breaks us. But then it reforms us. It remakes us. And, uh, and, and that's, the, that's what we want, don't we? Yeah. We want to be God-made, not man-made. So the, the overarching lesson to all this is remembering who, who we belong to. Yeah. Remember whose we are. Greater is he that's in you than the one that's in the world. I mean, yeah. Right? Is that? Yeah. And, you know, I think that's one of the big uh, problems we have in the, in the body of Christ with men is having an identity crisis. Yeah. Uh, they don't know who they are. They don't know what they're capable of doing, and they're not trained and able to do it. I'm reminded of a of something I read a few years ago about a marine pilot. It's a, a true story. I wish I could give you the exact verbiage here, but I'll try. Uh-huh. But there was a, a overheard that there was an Iranian uh, air defense uh, that was had identified a, a plane that was coming over uh, near or in their territory. And uh, they uh, sent up threatening messages, identify yourself, identify yourself, identify yourself. and just really bad, threatening message, and finally it said, "If you don't identify yourself, then we we no no." Uh, he, he basically said, "You're in in Iranian airspace," and he said, "No, I'm not. I'm outside of it." And two times he said, "You're in Iranian airspace." He said, "No, I'm not." And and finally he said, "You you must identify yourself, or we will send our interceptors up to destroy you." And then the pilot was heard to say that this is a United States Marine Corps airplane, uh, and uh, uh, I'll be waiting for them. Send them right up. <laughs> 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 and and I got to thinking about that. That this uh, this Marine pilot knew what his airplane was capable of doing. Uh, he was trained to to use it. He also knew that if anybody came after him, there would be other interceptors from his side that would be coming over to join the fray, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he had a big brother in the sky watching it mm-hmm. uh, with these big airplanes that, that survey all of the surrounding areas. And, 
And I, and, I, and I think of it like that with God's man. When, he, when he's able to uh, get his identity, Brian, he, know, he knows who he is. He has that close proximity with Christ. He's developed a, an understanding of how he is seen by God. He's seen as a son. He's seen as royal priesthood. And, and the king has given that man great, great capability to stand against anything that will come at him. And we need to understand that. We need to have that air about us that, yes, we are under threat 24-7, no doubt. But I know who I am. I know who I serve. And I know the forces that surround me that will defend me and protect me and enable me to carry out my work. That's the perspective that we need to adopt. That's right. And we get that when we learn to live in close proximity with Christ. That's right. That's right. Always comes back to that, doesn't it? Always does. <laughs> well, good. Well, thank you, Rocky. I think I think that was good. I think it was challenging. I think, uh, you know, we talked about during the 40 days of prayer, so many of our prayers sometimes are almost makes us feel like sound like we're helpless yeah. you know and it's like no we, we have a lot of confidence we have a lot of reason to be confident so so good well if uh if you're out there uh struggling with anything which i'm sure uh, there's somebody out there struggling with something hope you can uh, take some confidence and some courage uh, listen to those words uh this is the influencers network podcast and we uh we're just going to keep uh, putting messages out there and uh, challenging you guys. If, if there's anything you would like to hear uh, Rocky comment on, uh, you can send us an email at podcastquestions at influencers.org. Uh, you can also go to our website if you want to find out more about how to find that, that proximity with Christ. Uh, we have a process called The Journey. If, if you're just listening to this podcast for the first time, we'd love to help you learn how to have that, that relationship with Christ that you're looking for. So uh, just contact us and we will get you plugged in. But uh, anyway, I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, and uh, I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you all.